to the Lounge J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Is a graduate of the Ohio State University, played on some of the better teams in the John Cooper era that couldn't get over the Ann Arbor Community College hump. I want to see Cincinnati succeed. I would love to see one day if there is an expanded playoff in teams like Cincinnati and UCF when they were good. Fresno State, I think there's a year they were really good. Utah was really good when you're under Urban Meyer. I'd love to see them in a round of 10 teams get a chance to get thrashed by, by Alabama or Ohio State or, or Clemson when they're up and running. But does anybody think that Cincinnati is the second best team in the country? And I always say this, you can, you can pontificate. People can manufacture news on, on the four-letter or on Fox Sports or on blogs, but would any of you, would any of you put your money, would you put your life savings, would you put your Bitcoin, would you put your 401k or your 403b, would you put any money on Cincinnati if your your financial security was hanging in the balance? Would you put money on on Cincinnati to to cover even a a 14-point spread against Alabama? Alabama's not perfect, but if Alabama played Cincinnati on a neutral field, Alabama would beat Cincinnati probably 45 to 13. If Ohio State, who I'm not extremely high on this year, Ohio State's better than I thought they were. I don't think they're a national championship contender, but they definitely, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes, they definitely have a shot to beat Penn State. They own, they own Michigan. And we see that Iowa's not very good. And I, and I, and I said, was, was, Iowa, was Iowa ever the second best team in the United States? And, and college football is very, very interesting because being undefeated changes so much. So if Alabama wins a couple of weeks ago when they were upset at Texas A&M, they're playing in front of 105,000 people. A night game. This is Texas A&M Super Bowl. Texas A&M has all the stops. The, the crowd is loud. They have a freshman quarterback in Bryce Young. Never played in an environment like that. Have a suboptimal performance, especially for Alabama. Have some turnover. Have some issue protecting the quarterback. And they lose. And that's in the NFL, teams lose. But in college football where Alabama only loses by field goals. So if they if they get if they get a turnover or a punt return for a touchdown or Texas A&M misses a field goal, Alabama makes a field goal and wins. That three-point swing is the difference between Alabama being great under Nick Saban and, an, and another national championship for Alabama. This is it a court of public opinion? Is the difference between that and we're back to the, the Nick Saban dynasty. 
and then fall into the fifth best team in, in the country. Doesn't make any sense. Alabama is always the second or best team in the country. I don't care what the record says. I don't care if it's a kick six that they lose to Auburn. I don't care if it's a very rare SEC championship lost when, when they were going up against Tebow in Florida and Herb. I don't care if it's when Ezekiel Elliott was torching them for 260 yards at The Ohio State University. I don't care what the situation is. Alabama is always one of the top two or three teams in the country. They should never be ranked. I don't care if they're too lost. They should never be ranked below third. Maybe they get to the playoff. Maybe they don't. But it's asinine to think that Cincinnati is the second best team in the country. Now, if you look at Cincinnati's schedule, because I'm telling you now, Cincinnati's not making the college football playoff, and there's several reasons why. First and foremost, Bama and Georgia are likely to both make it a two. Even if Bama runs the table and loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, a two-loss Alabama team, if it's a close loss, is more likely to make the college football playoff than an undefeated Cincinnati team. Second issue is, is your team is the team up I-71 about an hour and 45 minutes north. Ohio State started to find their stride. Now, I think, I think Ohio State's going to beat the breaks off of Penn State. I don't think Penn State's that good. I didn't think that Iowa was that good. I think the best team that has a shot – at beating Ohio State is actually Sparty because Sparty's not scared. If you're a Big Ten person, you know, Sparty's not scared of Ohio State. Sparty's never been scared of Ohio State. I've seen Sparty, Michigan State, come into Columbus and beat some darn good Ohio State teams that were were heading towards either a playoff or a BCS berth. It's not in Sparty's DNA to be afraid of Ohio State. It's in Ann Arbor Community College's DNA. So Michigan, now they got their game at the big house. And Michigan has a pretty good team this year. But until they beat Ohio State, I'm not going to be a believer. I don't believe in Coach Khaki. I don't believe that, that, that Ann Arbor Community College has the grit or the desire to win that game. And Ohio State's a, a great example of a team. They look bad early in the year. I still don't think that they're a national championship contender. But I said that, hey, they're not going to win a national championship this year. But by the end of the year, they're going to be a pretty good team. Once again, just like Alabama, got a freshman quarterback. Never played in big spots. So they lost to Oregon, who's a good team. Not a great team, but they played a team that physically matched them. And they couldn't just push around. You have a freshman quarterback that's learning to check downs, that made mistakes in C.J. Stroud. Well, C.J. Stroud's had a chance to play a couple tomato cans, played Akron, played Maryland, and they're doing what Ohio State's supposed to do. They're going up on teams 28 to nothing, and then they hand the ball to Travion Henderson, and they have good line. Remember, Ohio State, I, I always look at in college football, it's all about the rosters. Alabama's roster, every, if you start at Alabama, you're going to play in the NFL. Or at the very least, you're going to be a UFA and you're going to get a cup of coffee in a camp. 
If you're a starting corner, corner back or safety for Alabama, you're definitely going to be drafted in the top three or four rounds. You don't start at Bama at corner and not play in the NFL. If you're a starting left tackle for Alabama, you're going to play in the NFL. If you're a starting center for Alabama, you're going to play in the NFL. If you're a starting defensive tackle or defensive end, you're going to play in the NFL. If you're a starting receiver for Alabama, you're going to play in the NFL. Alabama pulls these guys out. I don't know where to get these guys. They're all single-digit numbers. Number eight, number one. I don't remember their names. I'm like, yo, where'd you get this guy from? You just had... You just had Devontae Smith tortured Ohio State last year. Like, where'd, where'd, where'd you read, where did you find these guys? Cincinnati, uh, not so much. Other than their quarterback, I don't know anyone that plays for Cincinnati. And I know who Luke Fickle is. And I'm looking for their schedule. They play at Navy, at Tulane, Tulsa at home, at South Florida. They do play SMU who's ranked 21st at home. And they do play at East Carolina. But if Ohio State, who I believe is going to, they have a red out, they're going completely scarlet over the weekend. I think that's going to be interesting. If they beat Pitt State, they beat Sparty, they beat Ann Arbor Community College, and they beat Iowa How how does that resume not trump Cincinnati, who the, really their only real win will be against Notre Dame? That matters. And Notre Dame could have a couple more losses by then. If Bama runs the table and beats everyone but Georgia, they beat Auburn, they beat LSU. They've already beat Ole Miss. They've already beat Florida. If Alabama runs the table and loses to Georgia, how, how did they not go to the playoff over uh, an undefeated? Does anyone think, like I said, if Alabama played Cincinnati on a neutral field, they would beat Cincinnati by at least three touchdowns, probably four touchdowns. Ohio State, if they played Cincinnati on a neutral field, I'm going to give Cincinnati some interstate rivalry, motivation, because a lot of those kids that play for, for UC are kids that Ohio State – wouldn't urinate on if they were on fire when it comes to recruiting. But they would, Ohio State would beat Cincinnati probably 38 to 20. Ohio State played Cincinnati just a couple years ago as they were becoming good in Columbus. You know what the final score was? 42 to nothing. Because Ohio State is big boy football. Alabama is big boy football. If Michigan beats Ohio State and then beats Iowa in the championship, Michigan is football, uh, big boy football, as much as I hate Michigan, as much as I hate scum, lowercase SC, capital U-M. A one-loss Michigan team, a one-loss Penn State team, a one-loss Ohio State team, even a one-loss Iowa team. They're going to get the nod over Cincinnati. And I get it that the ACC is trash. Miami's bad. Clemson's bad. So Cincinnati's probably better than all the teams in the, in the ACC this year. But Oregon's beat Ohio State if Oregon runs the table. They're in line ahead of Cincinnati as well. well. Cincinnati, in my opinion, is probably about seventh or eighth on the list of teams to get into the college football playoff. Doesn't mean that I think that they suck. I'm not calling them the sisters of the poor. I'm not making fun of them. 
I'm not saying that they're an inferior program, even though they are an inferior program. I'm just saying that when you're in these small mid-majors, and I know that they're going to the Big 12, but the Big 12 is going to be trash. No Oklahoma, no Texas. Beating Oklahoma State and Iowa State doesn't necessarily put you in a much better situation. I think the only way Cincinnati has a shot to be a real football program is if they're able to scam their way into the Big 10. And to my knowledge, Cincinnati's not a good enough school to get into a Big 10. You got to be you got to be real smart. Ohio State's on the on the dumber end of the bell curve. And Ohio State's a world-class top 100 institution globally. Ohio State is like the short bus for the for the Big 10 as far as admissions, as far as um they they're not anywhere close to Northwestern or Penn State or Michigan in academics. That's Cincinnati's only shot is getting into the Big Ten. That's not going to happen. They're not going to get into the college football playoff unless you have a bunch of two-loss teams. And then they might have a shot. And if they do get in, they're going to end up playing Alabama in the first round. Alabama's going to beat them 41-7. to And we'll be right back where we started. Lance Day Show. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing. But um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because... When I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out with a solution and we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, You're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help Feeding Children Everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. The construction Tims are classic in Philly they and are. New York. They are. Connecticut. James Lewis. I've never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you definitely from uptown, New York. You're definitely Manhattan, from New York if you Harlem. shouted out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 
This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to the Lance J Radio Network weekdays at 7 p.m. on Urban One's flagship 1450 WOL in Washington, D.C., and presented by our partners at Episource, the industry leader in healthcare analytics and Medicare Advantage quality products. Live from Washington, D.C., you are listening to Just John and April on the Lanch J Radio Network. Welcome to Just John and April, the relationship podcast, your place to level up your intimacy. Lanch J Radio Network. Always love being here for Lance. Yeah, me too. It's one of you were there. What's up, babe? Where you at? <laughs> I'm here. I was waiting for you to finish your statement. Uh-huh. <laughs> I so, didn't want to cut cut in. That's what they all say. <laughs> oh, man. No, I do love being here for Lance. So, great babe, show. Great it show. Is. It is a great show. So, a lot is going on right now. And it's crazy because I guess I expected for some of this stuff to be gone by now. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. You know, I think we get into this thing where... We were in the pandemic. We were on quarantine in home all the time. Now that we're able to go back out, yeah. you assume, you know, yeah. things are kind of cooled down. Everybody will be straight and everything will right. be fine. Actually, in my mind, I'm thinking because of the quarantine, because of what we're going through as a country, as a world, as, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the entire world, you know, we would be a little bit more, you know, empathetic. That's be what you would think. Be a little bit more um, understanding the exact and opposite is considerate. Happening. That people are going crazy, But babe. it seems like people are literally going nuts. It's, it's bananas. All right, so look, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I get this thing. Yeah. This New York City woman was mm-hmm. charged with attempted murder in an unprovoked Times Square subway shoving. The woman literally, I watched the video. Yeah. She just pushes some other lady, it looked like, yes. in front of the train. I saw that. I saw that. Right, I'm going like, to read a little bit from are it. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. All right, listen to this. Tuesday, an arrest was made in connection with an unprovoked attack caught on camera at Times Square subway station a day earlier, where a female assailant was seen getting up from a bench and shoving another woman into a moving train during the morning commute. Wow. Now, the crazy thing is when I watched the video... Because I saw the headline, mm-hmm. I expected that the woman who got pushed died. I, yeah, I expected, I did too. That, yes, yeah, and, I, and yeah. I also expected that maybe something happened where she ended up in front of the train and the train had to stop or something like that. But that wasn't what happened. It looked like the lady who pushed her waited a, maybe a second too late, mm-hmm. and so instead of getting pushed in front of the train, the lady got pushed into the train. She ended right. up like you know hitting it and coming back onto the platform and everything like that. So praise Which God, was she a was blessing. not killed. <laughs> Because she could have been killed in yes. that Yes. That, I can't even imagine the, I mean, the fear that she went through when I, she was yeah, pushed. Right. Like, you're not even thinking someone's going to do this and right. all of a sudden. But I want to know what was going on. And first of all, I was thinking when I saw that, I was like, okay, did they know each other? Is this like some long time, you know. Like a beef they had beef or something they like had. that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what would make you do that? Right. Like, it had to be that you knew this person and y'all had some right. serious issues. But I don't think so. Right. I think it was just they had a little altercation before that. And then she, you know, saw her and decided she was going to. I mean, she thought about that thing. It looks like it. Looks like, like she was sitting there contemplating yeah. it. In the video, at least. Like, it looks like she's okay, okay, let me wait. That train's coming. Okay. Let me get up right now. And, and the thing that's really crazy, though, Bay, is that. 
this was not done when no one else was there. Babe, in the video, I mean, there's people, mad people right there. Well, there was saying? this guy I know. If you look at it, this guy kind of, he actually started grabbing her, like yes. going towards yes. her. Like, right. yo, it's like he looked at her like, wait a like, minute. what you do? Why you yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how do you do this? In broad daylight. In broad everybody. daylight, in front of everybody. And it just it just takes me to, you know, what's going on actually in the school system. Yes. There was also an article that was written, uh-huh. which I am a school teacher. Yes, you are. Middle school teacher. So I understand. You wrote the article. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could have written the article. You could have. Okay. Yeah. You and should. And this, this, this is the title. <laughs> okay. Stress and short tempers. School struggle with behaviors as students return. Yeah, babe. You're saying that right now. Listen, the article is just talking about how, you know, more students who felt anxious and frustrated about work Mm -hmm. or or, or were disoriented about, you know, different things are now coming back to school having serious behavior problems and challenges. They said that referrals are up. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as middle schoolers hurt each other's feelings with comments. Mm. Listen, and that it says that they're usually only bold enough to say online. Mm. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that it's not just, you know, verbally, it's physically. You, you, you have a like, fight, did you have a fight at school this week? Yes. Yeah. Like a kid punched on the kid in the eye or something like that? <laughs> no. I thought you said that happened in your school. Oh, oh, you said oh, one yeah. of your kids punched the other oh, kid in the eye. Oh, yeah, that was actually later. I was talking about the first fight. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got multiple fights. You talking about? <laughs> Listen, I'm not at a school where there are multiple fights, right. but but there were multiple fights. There in were a couple. And, and but, I was but, like, but this underscores the point, though, right? You, you're not even at a school where a lot of fighting even happens. No. I'm saying something is going on right There's now. There's something going on because these are not these are not quote unquote bad kids. Like, right. Right. what is happening? April, I think April. that I think they, people are in despair. I think they are, and I think what's happening <sighs> with our children is that they. They don't know how to handle their emotions. Right. They're emotionally going through so many things because yeah. I think at home, parents are going through a lot yeah. and not really knowing how to deal with it themselves yep. with their own personal stuff that's going on. And it's rolling over into the home mm. and the kids are feeling it in both ways. They're feeling it at home yep. and returning to school, having to wear masks all day. Right. You know, those are things that actually cause you to have emotional uh, angst and and there's no there's no real answer for them. But there's it's not no, it's not just you that. know because just talking about it with your teacher or just you know that's not necessarily enough. Agreed. When you're talking about deep things that kids are going through, yes. And then you got to come in and learn. But there's so much more than that. Think about how things were, right? Okay, during the pandemic, they basically cut down on at least in our schools, they cut down on the amount of work that kids had to deal with mm-hmm. and the amount of stuff that they were dealing that mm-hmm. they were having to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at our school, they stopped going to school on Friday. Right. Like they had four day weeks now. Exactly. Everything was a little bit easier. Right. Every time kids said anything during the pandemic about stuff being too hard, the teachers would back off. Exactly. It's not really happening anymore. No, now it's, it's like you come like, in, it's like back. we got we gotta make up for these days these exactly years right. this whole year and a half. I that think you they're had. under more pressure than they were in before. I think so too. And I think they're taking it out on you know, taking it out on each other. I think that I think that people all around, parents and kids everywhere, are like in despair. I think life is crumbling around people. I think we're struggling with uh, housing. Uh, you know, house prices are up, so it's hard to find stuff. I think people are having issues at work. I think a lot of people are having trouble getting back Listen, into the routine of going things. going back to work. This joint is crazy. Listen, it's crazy going back to work. So let me just say this, though. I really think a lot of issues with our children have to do with the fact that 
they have been raised by social media for the past year and a half. Yes, April. Because parents so were right. having to work yep. from home. Yep. And they really didn't, they couldn't really tend to the kids. That's true. While they're on the computer all day at right. school. Right. So you got your phone. Yep. You on social media, you are, you know, and there's the so amount much divisive of cyberbullying actually went up. up crazy exponentially okay so this is just a lot i think that has happened (laughs) our kids are getting jacked but here's the thing i really believe that the push for mental health that has been happening has been a positive thing and i'm i'm praying that that's going to help a lot of our kids and older folks oh yeah to make sure they get what they need oh yeah you know what i'm saying hooters yo hooters first of all we (laughs) we already made jokes about the hooters uniform Okay. We did. We made jokes about. We them, didn't make right? jokes about the wings because they're. Good. We did not make jokes about the wings because I like the wings at Hoots. I liked wings, wings for good. years from Hoots back in the day. Good. I okay, agree. me too. Um, I mean, they're not the best, but they're good. You know, if you if you they're want good. some wings, they're and they, good. And they have a they're lot good. of options. They do. You know they do. They're good. A lot of different flavors. Um, but <laughs> the uniforms. Okay, the uniforms. so they try to change the uniforms and have the waitresses wear thong type pants. Shorts wow. instead of just the regular short shorts, wow. but thong shorts with, with like with like some kind of um, leggings underneath or something yeah, you, like that. Yeah, you know some yeah the leggings underneath, whether they're colored leggings or some had gray leggings. I feel, or I feel whatever. like you I feel like you need like, to describe it better. Like look at it and describe it for the viewer, <laughs> I am for, for the it. listeners. So you got the leggings right, <laughs> and then instead of the short kind of like booty shorts, you have a thong. You have a thong going, as the pants. Yes, up that's, the yes. leggings uh-huh, in the uh-huh, back. Uh-huh. Okay. Come on. Now, we already know the little shirt is the little tiny piece of the cloth shirt, the in the shirt front. The shirt is very small. The little tiny yes. handkerchief that yeah. they're wearing. Okay. <laughs> you already got that. So what happened was they oh, were like, man. heck no. Right. The workers the, were the like. Workers, the, 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 the Hooters, the waitresses Hooters are like, waitresses I'm not wearing like, that. I'm not wearing that. And I'm saying, first of all, that has to be uncomfortable has to, to be. be wearing all day. But right. I'm just saying, like, why? Why are you going to go there? Like, seriously, what's up with that? So this is the thing. I've always <laughs> wondered about Hooters. And I don't know this at all, but I've always wondered, does anybody, like, do the people who own the restaurant want to be taken seriously? Or do they, <laughs> no, I'm being for real. <laughs> or or is, it, is it basically supposed to be like, you know, coming to a place, is, is it, John, you know, I've always John, felt that, I always on. felt of it as come like on, a strip buddy. club. Come on, John. You know I've that men like a strip club are going to go wings. to Hooters if the waitresses have thong pants on. Okay, they're already going because of the handkerchief shirt. Okay, right, right. so you know you're going to come if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. more men are going to come. So it's not right. like they're going to lose customers. Right. They're probably gain customers. Okay. That's true. And if they change the uniforms, it'll be like, you got to go see the uniforms. So, so why, why do you think? So I don't think they care about whether or not they're taken seriously. Here's my question. Here's <laughs> you understand my question. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do understand. But I, I'm glad that the waitresses were like, no, I'm not wearing that. Like, yes. no. <laughs> but, but I have a question, though, because. I wonder what kind of a person works at Hooters and maybe the people who own the restaurant thought that they could suggest Mm. this uniform change Mm -hmm. and the waitresses would be okay wearing Mm -hmm. it. The fact that they stood up for themselves and said they're not going to wear it, to me, is a good thing because it shows they actually have – there's a line I draw. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I wear the handkerchief. Sh- I wear the handkerchief <laughs> shirt, but, but I, ain't, I ain't wearing. That. I ain't let my behind out too much. <laughs> right. Not as much as it. You know. I don't know. I don't know if you could say that. That. But yeah, whatever. All right. So you know. this is the question: <laughs> Would you wear? I'm being for real now. Come on, don't laugh. I'm serious. Would you wear a Hooters shirt mm-hmm. in front of me? 
John, come on. Why are you asking that on here? You are listening to the Lounge J Radio Network. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration.